welcome back to Chatterstorm. My name is Josh and I am here with Sam and Sarah. And this week, guys, I want to play a game that I have created. It is called... It does, right? That's just what <laughs> Would you like head. to play a game? Yes. Um, no, not, not like that. Just a... Just a normal game. Normal game? Yeah. Okay. It's called One to Sun. Um, you see, the premise is that everybody knows uh, Sunforger. Yes. It is a uh, kind of an EDH staple. It's uh, an artifact that was printed in the Ravnica set. Mm-hmm. It's three mana for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus four, plus zero. And you can pay red and white to unattach Sunforger, search your library for a red or white instant card, and play that card without paying its mana cost. Then you shuffle, and it has an equip cost of three. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an EDH staple because it's instant speed, two mana, search your library for an instant, whichever one you need at the time, mm-hmm. a burn spell, a combat trick, protection spell, whatever, and then you can cast it. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a it's a must-have in red-white equipment decks, but really any red-white deck could probably do with having a Sunforger in the list. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty well-known card for that reason, mm-hmm. right? But little-known fact, Sunforger is part of a cycle. Oh my god, this is brand new information. It was yesterday, actually, but it's not now. Yeah, yeah, it was in the show notes, but you could at least, you could. I'm sure you guys can do a better job of feigning some. Wait, sorry. Oh. I, can I actually be surprised at the fact that we have show notes? That we have show notes. <laughs> okay, well, the show notes was me telling you guys separately. <laughs> you did at some point over the last week. You told me yesterday when we tried to live recording the podcast. Is that when you was told me what that the game was, was me. That was me training you. This is all part Sarah. of the game. Yeah, this right. is all, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, so Sunforger is part of a cycle. Mm-hmm. It was printed in the Ravnica block, and it is the Boros artifact of this cycle. So there are nine other cards that have a wow. s- that, that are part of this cycle. What they all have in common is that they're artifacts and that they have an a, an activated ability. Are they um, all equipment? They are not all equipment. Ah. Yeah, um, but they have an activated ability that has some kind of effect. Um, and when I was looking through the other cards, it kind of dawned on me that Sunforger is outrageously more powerful than the rest of them. Outrageously. Outrageously. Oh my god. <laughs> but some of them are pretty good. Okay. So what we're going to play today is One to Sun, where we're going to rate each card on a scale of one to Sunforger, depending on how playable it is in EDH. One being not playable at all, um, nine being nearly Sunforger, and Sun being as good as Sunforger in EDH, okay? In Mm -hmm. EDH. Yeah. Um, So if everybody is familiar with the rules, then let's jump into it. First, we have the Demir artifact. So Demir is blue-black. And their artifact is Bloodletter Quill. It's three mana for an artifact. Mm-hmm. And you can pay two mana and tap it, put a blood counter on it, draw a card, then lose one life for each blood counter on Bloodletter Quill. You can also pay blue and black and remove a blood counter from Bloodletter Quill. What do you guys think of this artifact? How strong is it? How good is it in EDH? And where would you put it? On a scale of one to sun. I have an answer. Sarah, do you have an answer? 
Yeah, because I had an answer yesterday. Okay, you go with yours first. Then. Stop bringing that up. <laughs> we do these in one take, guys. <laughs> we all we usually do. <laughs> you know, like that crazy show. I was like, this is a first take. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> or like the dean. <laughs> yeah, some crazy stunt. Like, yeah, what yeah. one take? <laughs> okay, um, what do you write it, Sarah? Well. You have done the scale slightly differently to what you did it yesterday. Because yesterday it was one What do you mean yesterday? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Because I don't my know what this is, fever dream that you had was. Where you imagined that we tried to do this show yesterday and it didn't work for whatever reason. But this is the first time we have ever been in this situation, Sarah. That's crazy. So... But yeah, you are right. This is the first time we've ever been in this situation where we've had to record a podcast again. Sarah, you're banned from the game. <laughs> no, because then it will be the same problem we had yesterday. What's the what was your what was your answer was for? Yeah, because okay. yesterday it was like one to ten. Now yeah, it now it to seems seven. to be a little bit different. Yeah, no, it's still one to ten. No, but ten is sun. Yes, I've just made I know it, that. I've made it more interesting. <laughs> no, it was one to sun yesterday, but yesterday you said it was a scale. Now you're saying that they can be as good as sun forger. Like yesterday, yes, of there's course ten. They can. There's ten cards. And one to ten was as if you'd have to put one at one, oh, one at two, I one see at what you mean. Uh, no, no, that's not what I meant. You're just stupid. <laughs> um, but I'm glad you've understood. Yes. This so, so now they now could it's be one to sign. Yes. But... <laughs> yes. Just the cards can be the same rating. Yes. We're just rating them on a scale of what, one to ten, where ten is sun. Yesterday. It's a cute thing I did for the game. <laughs> well, this okay. Is the most toxic it's, it's a so cute. Far. It's a cute little thing to no, make the game just... a little bit more fun. But do you know what? Do you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> The game is called. The game is called. Rate these cards one to ten. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. And is that in like one descending order? Or... I'm not joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I love one to sun. It's really cute. It's really great. The new information I have now is that two cards could be the same power level. Yes. Yesterday yes. it was like they had to be one to ten. No, we're not ranking the cards in order. We're just rating them out of. Yeah. So now I don't 10. know if my four is right. So Sammy, you go first. Okay, I'm gonna say four. Okay, my four's right. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say well, maybe I don't know. I, I should probably put this lower than four. Yeah, I'll probably put it like two to three because I don't think this is very good. It's there's a there's a lot of cards that immediately come to mind that are just better than this. Mm -hmm. um, a lot because it's a three man artifact, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty bad already. There's things like Maze Mind mm -hmm. Tome that are a bit better than this. There's things like the brand new in the brand new Kamigawa set, the the vehicle that's basically a Maze Mind Tome but on a vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's a Maze Mind car. Maze Wine Car, I'll call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I can already think of a bunch of better card draw artifacts, I would say, because um, this doesn't really do anything but draw you cards. It's a card yeah. advantage card. Yep. And, you know, there's tons of better ways to do that than having to accumulate lost life, only being able to draw one card per turn because you have to tap it. Mm -hmm. um, even if you untap it, you're getting, you know, you're still having to pay two mana and you're losing a cumulative, cumulative amount of life. Mm -hmm. It's not worth sinking this the the mana into this to remove the blood tokens to so the blood blood counter to negate that loss of life i just don't think that's worth it yeah 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 i agree I, 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 I don't think it's unplayable but it's pretty close to it because it's a nice budget card for sure yes it is and like it, it does have a powerful effect drawing a card every turn is pretty decent mm -hmm. um but i think you have to look at when i'm assessing cards what i look at is what it does straight away you know what it does as soon as you play it so blood letter quill you could pay three mana to cast it and then two mana straight away and tap it and draw a card so it's five mana straight away to draw a card and lose a life um sunforger however is three mana to cast it 
three mana to equip it, and then two mana to unattach it, search for an instant, and cast it. Mm -hmm. So that's an additional three mana, right? Yeah. Um, to turn the ability from draw a card to search your library for a card and cast it. For free, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and it can be a card with converted mana cost four or less. So if you take a four mana card, mm -hmm. then you're paying eight mana, but you're kind of getting four mana back in a way, and you're searching for whichever card you need at the time. Yeah. And so that's just, you know, that yeah. that's a lot better if you look at like net mana costs, you're basically paying four mana for some forger, mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot better than yeah. than five mana to just draw one card. Um, granted, you know you can keep using it, and I, I think that the losing one life each turn is pretty negligible. It's cumulative, um, right? You yeah, lose it won't be one. Yeah, yeah. So you lose yeah. one, then two, then so, three. Yeah, pretty. But you can remove the counters gosh. from it. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it's not not great. Powerful ability and a good budget card, but don't pick it up. Nowhere near Sunforger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of other cheaper cards that I can think of that are just better, mm -hmm. better draw spells or better draw artifacts. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, not not. Uh, I'm, I'm putting that as a solid two. Yeah. Solid two on my mm -hmm. scale. What about you, Sarah? Where have you decided yours goes? Three. 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 Okay. Uh, Sarah's high on the blood letter quill. <laughs> what, on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> one, on to scale of one to one to sun. sun sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. The next card is the Selesnia card. So Yay. it's Crown of Convergence. It's two mana for an artifact that reads, play with the top card of your library, reveal. Okay. As like <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> as long as the top card of your library is a creature card, creatures you control that share a color with that card get plus one, plus one. What? And you can pay green and a white to put the top card of your library on the bottom of your library. Hmm. What do we think of this? Ooh. I think it's a pretty spicy yeah. card, right? I can't believe I hadn't heard of that one before. Yeah. Wait, so, th wait, so this thing, you can you reveal the top card of your library, so you, play, you can play, and you can... Move you can so you can manipulate your library for two mana. Yep. And yeah, your creatures get plus one plus one for each color they share. Yes. So in in a Selesnia deck, which is mostly where you want to wait for each color they share. So that even in a multicolor deck, actually, ah, it's no, better. it's it's creatures you control that share a color with it. So they only okay. can they get maximum of plus one plus one. Oh, okay. Even oh, if they share right. two colors. Uh, but yeah, it's it's green and a white to manipulate the top of your library to put one to the bottom. Um, and that's repeatable too. You're not tapping yeah. the artifact. Mm. You can do that as many times as you want. Um, yeah, and I think the big difference, the big difference between this and, say, Bloodletter Quill is that this is two mana and it has an impact immediately. Immediate, yeah. yeah. It's two mana and potentially you can give all of your creatures plus one, plus one. Yeah, which is really good. Need the mana sink. Like, the mana sink is pretty negligible. Mm. But um, in the late game... It's very good as well. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, if you need oh. to keep finding gas, then in the late game, that's a really decent mana sink. Okay. I think. I, I have my score locked in. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Okay. What do you guys think? On a scale of one to sun. <laughs> of one to sun. I think it's an eight. I think an it's eight? really good. Yeah, sun. just a little shy of a sunforger. I'm saying sun. I think oh, this wow. is potentially better than sunforger. I'm not going to lie. I don't think any of them are meant to be better than sunforger. I know. I know. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's controversial, man. You've broken this. this okay. Is... <laughs> the new scale is one to crown. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, this thing is, so, wait, it costs two mana for the artifact? Two mana for the artifact. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Really good, isn't it? I, I, I mean, thought so too. This is cheaper than Sunforger yeah. in yeah. every aspect. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, because what I was thinking of, because I used to have a Rien deck, which is multicolored, mm -hmm. and in that deck, that affects every creature because every creature yeah. shares a color with one of the other creatures yeah. in my library mm -hmm. um, because they're always going to be two out of the three colors and no matter what, they're always mm -hmm. sharing a color. Yeah. Um, so obviously in that deck, that's really, really good. I need to pick this card up. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Um, really good for, yeah, I think any even a Naya deck. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it, it was. Rien is a, a multicolored Naya deck. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think this is up there with the sun. It'd be really actually. good in, in Rien yeah. and Sari, yeah. Sammy, let's pick up some Crown of Convergences. Yeah. Hopefully they're not too expensive. Yeah, this might find like £5. Crowns of Convergence? No. Crown of Convergences? Duh. The, the card is called... We're not picking up multiple crowns, are we? The card is <laughs> called Crown of... Yeah. Right, yeah, fine. Um, okay. Crown of so, Crown of Convergence... Almost sun. as almost as strong as Sunforger. Yeah. 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 I'm taking it to the sun. I don't think so. I, don't th I think Sunforger is insane. <laughs> like... Yeah. Any instant with, like, it doesn't even have to be a, oh no, it does have to be red or white, doesn't it? The instant that we find. Does it? I don't know. Or... Yes, it has to be red or white. Red or okay. white instant. Um, yeah. But, an instant that's like blue and white would count, wouldn't it? Like, that counts white. as white? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, some Forger yeah. is just really good. Like, it is very good. It's yeah. really, and especially it, because there's a lot of ways to, like, attach it for free or cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, and that just pushes it way over the edge, I think. Yeah, I, I was probably yeah. I think Sunforger accumulates a lot more value over the the, the late game, uh, just because you're, you're basically able to draw the cards you need from your deck. Mm. Especially if you because in red white you can build like instant sorcery decks as opposed to the yeah. standard like you know warriors combat kind of stuff. I think what matters is that the ceiling of Sunforger is really high. Yeah. Any tutor yeah. effect is, to be fair. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, with that in mind, to be fair, then, oh, yeah, I'll probably put this at nine then. Okay. Nine. It's very, very strong. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that I know this exists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of these cards yeah. are. I, I don't think any of them are as good as Sunforger, but that's why I wanted to do this game, because some of these cards are actually pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm going to pick that up. Like um, next is the Simic Artifact, Evolution Vat. Evolution Vat. It is three mana for an artifact that reads, pay three mana and tap it, Tap target creature and put a 1-1 one, one counter on it until end of turn that creature gains. You may pay two green blue, double the number of plus one plus one counters on this creature. So you can pay three mana, tap a creature and put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. And then until the end of the turn, you can pay four mana to double the number of 1-1 one, one counters Wait, on so it. The ability, how much does the ability cost again? It costs three, three mana. mana to activate. And it costs three mana for the artifact as well. Three mana for the artifact. Mm. And it costs four mana for the ability until end of turn. Yes. I have my answer locked in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had it locked in when you were halfway through that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you guys think? That's rubbish, personally. Yeah. I'm putting this at a two. Mm -hmm. as well i think that actually i'm putting it at three because i can see the synergy there yeah. um, i can see the synergy with certain uh even like the in the configure decks with configure decks yeah um mm. and the modified decks the there's some synergy with obviously the hydras as well um getting plus one counters and doubling those lots and lots of stuff there um but as a yeah as a rule i don't i don't think cards that are specific to a specific strategy are amazing you can't rate them very high mm -hmm. yeah. so i'm putting this at a three because I, I do think it's better than the demir one um 
but because because there is some synergy here for sure. Yeah. The, the, the domain one doesn't really have any particular synergies. Maybe in life loss synergies, I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's irrelevant. So yeah, I'm putting that at a three, three out of seven. I agree that it's. <laughs> it sounds really dumb. It <laughs> sounds good when you say one to some. I agree that it's not super strong. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think this could be good is um, it is a. It's not even that good an infinite mana sink really, no. No. Um, but it can all be done at instant speed. So mm-hmm. let's say you have this on a battlefield and you attack. Mm-hmm. You if and you, and you have infinite mana. <laughs> you can okay. you can pay three mana um tap evolution bat tapping the creature is not part of the cost of the ability no. so if it's already attacking then yeah. it's or it's still attacking uh you can put the one one counter okay. on it and then you can double the amount of counters as many times as you want yeah so potential infinite power if yeah. you have infinite yeah. mana um so, but even then, you want your mana sinks to draw you cards and yeah, actually help you win the and game help you win the game. Because there's just, a lot of setup required for this to win. Yeah, you the game. yeah, like you, you can just be like, all right, sink. I infinitely sink a thousand counters on this thing. All right, cool, power word kill. <laughs> yeah, like it, <laughs> yeah. It's, so this like my yeah. I, I'm gonna tap my creature and make give give it infinite power and they just bounce it back to your hand. Yeah, chunk mm. block it for the rest of the game. So like out, outside of the very particular strategy like you're paying three three and then four mana so a total of 10 mana when it comes down to get yeah. something out of it the the, the four mana cost is only till end of turn so you have to keep on paying that if you want to keep mm-hmm. on using stability mm-hmm. so basically every time you want to do something with this card you're you need to pay a minimum of seven mana because you have to pay three mana for the ability and then four mana for the yeah the other ability um yeah trash <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the absolute flaw with this is you pay 10 mana in total mm. To put two one-one counters on a creature, yeah, you have <laughs> just to, really garbage. You have yeah. to commit uh, commit a, a lot of mana for not mm-hmm. a lot of return. So. For, yeah, for this to be good, a lot of things have to go right uncontested, which is just not the game that Magic: The Gathering is. No, so mm. I'm putting that at three. Mm-hmm. I think less, probably less. To be fair, mm-hmm. I think the Demir one. To be fair, the Demir one is probably better now that I think yeah. about it. Just a, a st- standalone draw draw spell is probably better. So <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually put that at a two. That's yeah. where I was going to put it. Um, okay, the next one is, and I'm going to say the name. You guys try and guess which Ravnica clan it is. I saw the okay. art. I can't see anything further. I see the art. Gruel Warpow. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought I was going to say Rakdos. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gruel Warpow is four mana for an artifact that reads, creatures you control have trample. You may pay one red green. Gruel Warpile becomes a 4-4 Juggernaut artifact creature until end of turn. It's a 4-mana artifact. Yeah, so 3-mana to become a 4-4 Juggernaut artifact creature. Mm. And all of the creatures you control have Trample. What do you think? I think that's okay. Maybe like... I have my answer locked in. Mm -hmm. Locked in. Um, Yeah, I have my answer locked in as well. Okay. Throw some numbers at me. I'm going to go with a four. Four to some. Mm-hmm. Four you... out of some. Four... Four God, of get sun. it right. <laughs> no, there's like four steps to the sun. Four... Wait, so then, so it's... Six then it'd steps be a six. To it'd be six to sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Four out of sun. Four out of sun. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say four or five, but I feel like five is a cop out because that's just average. I don't know what the average is yet. Mm-hmm. It's an average card. Mm-hmm. I think it is, it is an average card. Yeah. 
again, it's one of those things where I can immediately think of way better cards, things like Garrett's Uprising. So yeah. three mana gives your creatures trample and you get to draw a bunch of cards if they have yeah. mana four or, or more. Um, the... I don't, yeah, the mana sink is... It's not a mana sink, it's just an ability. The ability is, is pretty decent, making a 4-4 creature. Um, well, it doesn't make one. So it turns it into a 4-4 yeah. Does it? Until end of turn, right? Yeah, until end of yeah. turn. Okay. Yeah, that, if anything, makes it more susceptible to removal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the 4-4 stats by that time, because it would be at a minimum of turn 5 most of the time that you're yeah. going to be doing this in a standard curve. And I don't think that's too... It's a pretty decent card. It's definitely worth running on a budget level because uh, giving yeah. your creatures trample is a pretty nice effect. It's a nice anthem effect. Yeah, I don't know. I think for four mana, you can do a lot better than just yeah, giving your sure, creatures yeah. trample. Uh, I, I, I'm not. I'm pretty down on this card. I think worse than you guys. Yeah. I think a four mana. Uh, sorry, a four four with trample on turn five in EDH. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's pretty bad. Yeah. Know, just... It's. It's Doesn't not a great matter. EDH card, but it's definitely nice for those budget brews, I think, because I can tell this is mm. going to be a lot cheaper mm. just yes. because there is tons of cards out there that do this effect a lot better. But even then, you know, there are things like Garrick's Uprising mm-hmm. um, and there's the other Garrick's Uprising that's basically the same, but not Garrick's quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are other ways to give your creatures trample um, for less mana and that still aren't very expensive, yeah. you know? Yeah. So... Like, this is a rare... <laughs> Also, oh, these it? are all rares. These are all rares. Yeah, this oh, is a rare cycle. Okay. Um, Garrick's Uprising was like an uncommon. Garrick's Uprising yeah. and it's, an uncommon. And it's I like would say better. Not not objectively better, but it is better. Uh, and it costs less mana. And yeah, so I, I think it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, yeah. I'll still give it a four, though, just because I think it is more average than the others. Mm-hmm. The yeah. others are more or less like unplayable, except yeah. for the Slezian one, obviously. Um, but those were, the other, the Simic one, I think, is literally unplayable. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one you can fit into any Gruul deck, you know? Like, you, yeah. you don't need specific synergies. You just check this into a creature deck, and that's a plus. So, yeah, I'm going to give this one a four. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, okay, next one. Mizium Transreliquat. Oh. Uh, it is three mana for an artifact, and you can pay three mana of any color. Mm-hmm. Mizium Transreliquat becomes a copy of target artifact until end of turn. If you pay one blue red museum trans reliquat becomes a copy of target artifact and gains this ability oh so that's really good for three mana it becomes a target of uh, a copy of an artifact till end of turn Mm -hmm. for three with the is it colors it becomes a copy indefinitely not till end of turn but it has the ability to transform into something else and it costs three mana itself the artifact yes yep cost three mana Mm -hmm. itself and if you're not sure what a trans reliquat is, um, I don't know. <laughs> and the flavor text actually tells us that the is it don't know. Ah. The, the flavor text reads, what is it? Um, <laughs> nice. What do you want it to be? That's a little quote from Jessica. What is it? What <laughs> is <Yeah>. it? <laughs> well, <laughs> <but> um... Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Mizium trans reliquat on a scale... Of one to sun, mm-hmm. how good is this card? I have my answer locked in. Me too. Locked in, and, and we need those like we need to come dancing. Yeah, or the countdown, like clock. 
Why would we need the countdown? Well, so you can That's think about it. That's how long we have to think about it. That would be such a shit episode. Just yeah, 30, 30 seconds, 30 seconds of, of silence. Also, we'd probably have to pay for that. It costs us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did it in IT crowd. Yeah, when they did what, the street countdown. The channel 4 show that probably oh, yeah, just they... paid for the noise. Okay. Yeah, they Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we might that's it. That's the, we're going to get copyright strike. That's how, the end of the show. How long yeah. is the countdown thing? I mean, you can pay it's thirty a... seconds. Oh no, then we have to pay. I think if you can have a certain amount of oh, yeah. um, seconds yeah. of a song before we have to pay well, for it. Speaking of copying things, Mizium <laughs> Transreliquat. How yeah. good is it? I'm going to give this card a solid eight. I think this is good too. This is pretty good. Yeah. I think this is good. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah, at really any cool. time, you could pay three mana and have it become a copy of any artifact mm-hmm. creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are plenty that are really good. Not even yeah, like even because in EDH, I think you get a lot of powerful artifacts anyway because mm-hmm. yeah. they're yes. usually a, uh, easy to stick around. So you know, you can copy something like an Aetherflux Reservoir. You can yeah. copy something yeah. like Mystic Forge if you need to. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that wouldn't be great unless you deck synergize with it. But and it doesn't have to be something you control. Yeah, you can copy something whole... someone else has. So there's well, loads, there's cool. always a good target. Whole yeah. of targets. Yeah, you got three other players to target with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is a really powerful one. Even if you're just using it for like a soul ring and you get a bit of extra mana. Yeah, like yeah. A, an ancient tomb or something. I'm uh, sorry, mana crypt or something like that. Yeah, um, I, I really like this one. I'm giving this. Yeah, I'm giving this an eight. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I'm on board. Eight out of sun. Eight out of sun. Um, actually, what are we thinking, guys? This is as good as sun forger because you can copy. It can sun be sun forger. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> this is just the best card. This is the best artifact, then I guess. Just well, it, right. it's it, how can it be worse than Sunforger? Your opponent casts their Sunforger for three mana. You copy it for three mana. Yeah. But then you have to cast this for three mana, so you're down three mana compared to your. But opponent. it can be anything. No. 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 Oh yes, no, you're right. <laughs> then they also have you're to right. equip for three mana. Yeah. Then, but you have to equip oh, three yeah. mana too. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So you're down you're, for three mana. You're always down so three mana. With this it. is just three mana worse than Sunforger. <laughs> so that puts it in an eight. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, job. Okay, next up, we have Moratorium Stone. Uh, this is one mana mm-hmm. for this artifact. Okay, sounds good already. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can pay two mana of any color and tap it. Remove target card in a graveyard from the game. Okay. okay. You can pay two white, black, and tap Moratorium Stone. Sacrifice it. Remove from the game. Target non-land card in a graveyard. All other cards in graveyards with the same name as that card, and all permanents with that name. So that's a one, right? Nearly. It's for EDH. Are we writing it? Yeah, EDH? this is the thing, right? This is would be a fairly decent card, but in EDH, it's not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Almost unplayable, except for one very niche idea, uh-huh. which okay. I, which I think is. Maybe more janky than anything What's else. What's the but idea? It is. So the last part of the ability reads: um, remove from the game target non-land card. Oh, it's a non-land card. Oh, I was going to say if you target a land, oh. you can wipe out all of someone's land because yeah. it target it removes all permanents with that name. But it has to be a non-land card. So no, yeah. completely unplayable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this so is this just a four mana exile spell. Yes, it's a yeah. it's a one mana artifact with a two mana re- exile effect to on it. Which is this for the, didn't see it from the graveyard? You exile it from the graveyard. With yeah. Four mana ability. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not on the battlefield then. Okay. No. No. Yeah. If it was like yeah, an so actual kill bad. spell, that would be nice. Maybe yeah. maybe in a constructed format, this does specific. Maybe play, yeah. yeah, maybe it's a good hate card. But, but yeah, in EDH, this is 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm giving this one a one. Just yeah. um, one out of sun. One out of one sun. Out of sun. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad to. Uh, it's very. It's a cheap card, but yeah, not very yeah, good. Yeah, two mana to remove one card from, which is the only reason you ever use it any yeah, day. Yeah, one card per turn yeah, as well. Yeah. Not, yeah, there are definitely better cards out yes. there in any color. There is better graveyard mm-hmm. hate. Yeah. Um, okay. This next one is Plague Boiler. Ooh. It's three mana for an artifact that reads. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a plague counter on plague boiler. And you can pay one black and green, put a plague counter on plague boiler, or remove a plague counter from it. And then, when plague boiler has three or more plague counters on it, sacrifice it. If you do, destroy all non-land permanents. So it's three mana... It gets a plague counter every turn. You mm-hmm. can pay three mana to add or remove a plague counter from it. And when it hits three, it explodes and destroys everything. Oh, that's a really cool card. I actually think this is a really cool card. Yeah. It's a really, really interesting design. I like it. Mm-hmm. I really like, I like uh, the idea the, of like, stalling it. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the delayed board wipe. Um, you, that you can pay three mana to keep mm. putting it mm-hmm. off. You can kind of hold the board ransom a little bit. Yeah. You can really slow people down. Because if this comes down on turn three, nobody's going to overcommit yeah. to the board. But yeah. you can keep keeping it at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually instant speed put counters on it. So if somebody targets it with removal, yeah, you can pay three mana, put a counter on it, and then you... Does it enter with a counter? Mm, no. no. Okay. No, it does. I still think this could be playable in the tractor. Yeah, it could be really janky. Like you could, yeah, you could just threaten proliferating at any time. That's like, true. Dead, everyone dead, kind of thing. <laughs> mm, I like that. Destroy. Yeah. yeah, I think this is actually this a playable card. Really sweet card. card. Yeah. yeah, definitely a huge. Like in terms of rating this for EDH, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and lock my answer in at a solid eight as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's higher than I would yeah, put it. Yeah, me too. I yeah. was thinking like six, yeah. actually. Because I, I, I do think it's playable. Yeah. But I don't think it's... I think that if you are... If you're in an even match and you're against fairly experienced players, mm-hmm. you having to invest three mana into this card every turn will mm-hmm. really slow you down. It will, yeah. And so unless you can make up for that very quickly, in which case you'd be a pretty ahead on mana anyway... Um, I don't know. I, well, I think it's okay. You don't have to invest in mana, do you? Well, no, uh, but then it's just a waste. Like, if you don't do anything with this, if it doesn't buy you any time mm. and it doesn't destroy anything meaningful, then it was a three mana and a whole turn investment into doing nothing. Yeah, but it gets a counter every upkeep. Yeah. So, yes, you can't commit to the board. Well, your opponents can't commit to the board while this is around them. Nor yeah. can you. Why? Well, that's the thing. Cause... Because your stuff will be destroyed too. Yeah, but you get to decide when it's destroyed. So this is the thing. Because of its colour identity, you're probably playing this in Golgari. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, reanimate synergies are going to yeah. love this card. That's true. Because you can slam down your board that way as, mm-hmm. a, as a means of getting things into yeah. the graveyard mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I quite like this one. Yeah, because that's that. Um, what you just said about you not commit to the board, that's the same if you had any board wipe in your hand, right? Yes, but that the, you don't... The table doesn't know about board wipes in your hand. The table knows about Plague Boiler. But actually, yeah. I think that specifically in EDH, I'd rate this card higher because the politics doing, yeah. of EDH is a fun is is a fun element, mm-hmm. uh, and this yeah. is a very political. I think this is a this is a very EDH. Yeah, like card. people people can give you stuff to 
add uh, remove a counter from it. Like, mm-hmm. You can be like, oh, I'll pay three mana if you do this for me. So I like th- I like this card in EDH. Yeah. Um, I'm a yeah I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of this one. You can definitely you can definitely control some games this way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you use it strategically. Uh, and yeah, the, the, the ceiling is quite high for this one. You can mm-hmm. uh, you can do quite a lot of things with it. So yeah, I'm putting this one at an eight. I'll put it at a seven, I think. Okay. All right. Maybe yeah. It's not as good as some of the other ones we've. Played. I can be convinced to go up to seven. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would put this one under the of the Selesny one, but above everything else. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Next up is Rakdos Right Knife. Ooh. Um, it's two mana. Okay. For an okay. artifact equipment. I like it. Equipped mm-hmm. creature. Gets plus one plus zero oh for each blood counter on Rakdos Right Knife, mm-hmm. and has tap sacrifice a creature, put a blood counter on Rakdos Right Knife, Ooh. and you can pay black and a red, sacrifice Rakdos Right Knife, target player sacrifices a permanent for each blood counter on Rakdos Right Knife, That's and it equips for two. Okay. On a scale <laughs> of one to sun. How good is Rakdos right now? It's a difficult one to evaluate. I have my answer though. I have my... think. Well, I do have my answer. I'm just not 100 percent sure of it. Mm-hmm. What are you not sure of? If I'm missing, why it's better than I think it is. Okay, so what do you? Why do you think well, it's good? Because I, I would say it's like average, maybe just slightly better than average. Okay, yeah. I, I actually think this is very good. Yes, that's what I mean. I feel yeah. like it's a card where I'm missing something, because I... So, so, yeah, what's, what's, the, so, what's the reason? There's a bunch of reasons. Uh, I think this is very good because it's two mana to play it, two mana to equip, mm-hmm. to turn one of your creatures into a free sacrifice outlet, mm-hmm. which is already really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then each time you sacrifice a creature... Well, it, the cr- creature that you're um, using as a sack outlet is getting stronger for mm-hmm. each blood counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can pay two mana, which is really little, and target player sacrifices a permanent mm-hmm. for each blood counter on Rakdos Right Knife. So that yeah, can that can make them sacrifice lands, yeah. uh, non-art, like non-creature, creature, whatever. So if you had a way to get a lot of... Well, this is why uh, I blood counters on right now. I think I think it's really a powerful effect, and I think that four mana for a free sack outlet every turn is I think it's pretty good. Yeah, there are better, but this has the added utility of politics of being a board wipe. Basically, this can kick one person out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I just think it would be quite difficult to make like that ability of paying to to you know get someone to remove permanence is really good. I just don't know how big you'd be able to like how many blood counts would be on it. That's why I'm I not think, sure. Yeah. I think I think that the, I think it's the longer the like game two goes, two or three. I, yeah, maybe. Which I don't um, think is that great. But I, I think that is really good for two mana. Two mana to make a player sacrifice three permanents is really solid. And even if you didn't do that, even if you never triggered the right knife and sacrificed it. Um, creating a creature that can sacrifice a creature every turn. Sacrifice decks need sack outlets. Mm-hmm. That's mm. a part of the plan. So this is a card that gives you a part of the plan. If you find enough sack outlets and then you pay two mana to make a, an opponent sacrifice two or three permanent, mm-hmm. that's good. You know, mm-hmm. if it, it's a, such a versatile card, it yeah. can give you your sack outlet. And if you don't need that, it can you can sacrifice it itself. I'm putting this card at an eight as well. 
I think this is yeah. I, I'd say eight. I think this is yeah. actually really strong. I think I think the the ceiling for it of is the fact that it's a two mana artifact that can almost become a wing con. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it becomes a, a a cumulative threat, and people need to keep an eye on it. And at some point, you know, people are going to be like, "Oh, we need to destroy yeah. this." And when it gets to that stage, then you know that means it's a good card. So. And again, the sacrifice is instant speed. Yeah, the activated ability. Mm-hmm. Somebody could target it r- with removal, mm-hmm. and you could, as long as you have two mana open, they just can't. Yeah. Because if yeah, they yeah. target it, you could say, "Well, then I'm going to trigger it, sacrifice it, target you." Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're going to have to sacrifice all the permanents. I like it. I, like I, it. I think it's a really cool card. Pretty, pretty nifty. Mm-hmm. And I have to revise my my scores for the other ones now. <laughs> I think this one's better than the Golgari one. Yeah. I think it's better than the Izzet one. Yeah, Still don't think it's as good as the Selesnia one. What's happened is we've picked a couple that are two. Yeah. And loads that are eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you like <laughs> no. average ones. So it's basically one. like here's a few really shit cards and here's mostly cards that are just slightly worse than some forger. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see if the last one averages the scores out okay so um first does anybody remember which guild we've got left well sammy just, just said yeah oh. <laughs> good job sammy <laughs> yeah um so the last one is walking archive it's three mana for an artifact creature Whoa. the only one i guess apart from gruel war player which doesn't mm. really count um mm. so it's a golem it's a one one oh, okay. it has defender Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um it has walking archive comes with one toughness <laughs> yeah, come wait on. for it Sorry. walking Ar- <laughs> walking archive comes into play with a plus one plus one counter on it. Oh, it's defend everything if it's a two two okay. sammy come on oh, i'm sorry <laughs> so it's a two two at the beginning of each player's upkeep that player draws a card for each plus one plus one counter on walking archive what, the? what is this and you can play Two white blue, put a plus one plus one counter on walking archive. So you can pay four mana to put a counter on it. On each player's upkeep, they draw a card for each counter that is on it, and it enters the battlefield with a one one counter. Okay. Locked in. Yeah, I have, I have two locked in. <laughs> on a scale, on a scale of <laughs> one to sun, how good is walking archive? It's a one. Yeah, it's, it's a one. It's me. a one unless you're playing a group hug deck. But even if you're playing a group, like the thing is, a group hub strategy is still bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, but if you're playing that deck, that's, I guess so. Yeah, that's it's a nice not card. Bad. The thing with group hug strategies is that they're actually kind of deceitful because yes, they benefit everyone, but they benefit you the most. Yeah. That's the idea. Like yeah. it, a lot of magic is about getting an advantage over your opponents in one way or another. Yeah. Group hug strategies do that by giving everyone something, giving but making sure that you get the most. Yeah. And that's how you out-resource your opponents mm-hmm. in the long run. Walking Archive is three mana, and you don't draw a card off it no. until your upkeep. True. Yeah, not, yeah, everyone else. Everyone draw else first. draws first. Well, you yeah, do this get is a, a one. two-two. Though. You can, you can, of course, put the counter on at instant speed. So yeah. you could do it at the end of your opponent's turn, and then you draw two cards. Run it with Narset. You could run it with <laughs> Narset. This yeah. plus Narset, by the way. Yeah, yeah. God, such a broken combo. Walking Archive is the broken part of that combo. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Narset's pretty lame. If you run it with a busted card, <laughs> then it, it can be busted. This this plus Black Lotus, like, uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Then it's three yes. mana, and you get three mana back, so it's it's a free two two. <laughs> um, How yeah. broken! I'm putting this as one. Yeah, this I, is a uh, one. Not not advantageous enough. To... No. It just gives everyone else way way more advantage than you. You don't get 
much out of it either. But you don't get anything out of it. You get a growing. Uh, yeah, if it, growing if it was like a bigger creature to start with, okay, that would pic- make it slightly picture better. Picture this, guys. Picturing. You have infinite mana. You play a walking yes. archive. You put infinite counters can on we not it. Just just any card yeah, can, can we be not just establish infinite that infinite mana is what's great about all those And then things. you pass the turn, and every opponent just loses. Yeah, because they just deck out. Uh, well, uh, well played, Josh. <laughs> I've broken the card. Yeah, any card with a mana sink ability can be great if you have infinite mana. Yeah, to be fair, Sunforger with infinite mana just lets you tutor out all of the red and white instants that you have, which is also really good. <laughs> yeah, okay, a lot of cards are good with infinite mana. <laughs> Magic is works. better if you have lots of mana to play things. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, I'm, so yeah, solid unplayable. Of, yeah. yeah, I'm putting that I'm unplayable one. one. Yeah. <laughs> this is a... That's all of them, right? That yeah. is all of them. It's been a kind of a hilarious mix. list. It's it is a really weird mix because some of them are That's so trash good. and some That's of them are really good. Yeah, there, there really is no middle ground. There like, isn't. No, it no. really is kind of maybe the the Golgari one are kind of or even the Is it one? I think you could maybe argue they're a bit more average than the others because yeah. the Rakdos and the Selesnia one are quite powerful and synergistic as well. I think so. Yeah. Um, mm. The the Is it and the Golgari one can be kind of chucked into any deck. In yeah. fact, you know what? I'll say the Gruel one's average. I think Bloodletter Quill and Gruel Warplow are the two that I think are average because they're not bad abilities. Mm. You can just get them elsewhere for yeah, a lot less. Yeah. A lot less. Uh, yeah. Like they're they're not bad effects. Like they're they're useful effects to have, mm. but mm. these are just not the best ways to get those effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the Right Knife, Rakdos Right Knife, the Crown of Convergence is really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mizium Trans Reliquat is really strong. And is probably the most breakable card here. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, it's got to be a good in some kind of combo somewhere. Um, yeah, I think that uh, Moratorium Stone Walking Archive are pretty unplayable. Evolution Bat also is pretty unplayable. Yeah. So overall, uh, it looks like what two two cards that are like really good. So the Rakdos <laughs> one and the Selesnia one, right? Yeah. So two two of the, the nine guilds are, are Boros level. Yeah, hmm. are, are close to Sun Close to the Sun. Close to the Sun. Close to the Sun. Mm-hmm. The others are a bit chilly. A bit <laughs> chilly, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and that's the game. Yeah. So what did you guys think? Did you learn of any cards that you think you might pick up? Well, yeah, yeah. I definitely want the Selesnia one. Mm-hmm, yeah, me too. Because I've been thinking about chucking Rian back together because I do have a bunch of her cards still. Um so yeah, i pick that one up for her. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone at home, if you have any other thoughts on the cards that we rated, if you use them in any decks and there's a, a utility for them that we missed that makes them a lot better or maybe a lot worse than we thought, mm-hmm. let us know. Um, and if you know of any very well-known cards that are secretly part of a cycle, let us know and we'll do another episode like this in yeah. future. Yeah. Uh, so you can let us know on Twitter at ChatterStormPod. Chatters on pod. And that's on pod. And that is it for this week. Uh, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you soon. Bye. Bye. And all sorcery yesterday. Uh, on the Josh, you suck. I did. That's, I'm remembering. I don't know what you're talking about, Sarah. We're recording the podcast oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
it would try to call it yes, it was yeah. lame without you, Sammy. I can understand oh, you having as, as dreams about me being wrong about things, but here oh, in the real God. world, that doesn't happen. It's literally recorded on Zencast where I can find it and publish it on Twitter. Actually, have some pod, listen. Say, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, on, we'll edit this one, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>